Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by MeBank, the bank built and supported by industry super funds. Ever wondered about getting a better deal on your home loan? Well, it might be time to get in touch with MeBank. Whatever your investment strategy, you'll find a loan that's right for you with competitive rates and flexible home loan options. So stop wondering and start saving. Call MeBank on 131 563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. Now here's the show. So it's not so much a matter of time, it's a matter of, of performance or like performance and we have a, a very simple technique we use to, to work that out and that's to compare the number of sales to the number of properties listed for sale. This is Property Investry where we talk to successful property investors, find out more about their stories, mindset and strategy. I'm Tyrone Shum and continuing with us in this episode is the psychic of property investment, John Linderman, who will delve deeper into his strategy. He will also reveal his property market predictions and how you can make your debt earn you money. Also, before we delve into this episode, go over to propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to receive your free property investor case studies where you'll learn how to generate passive income from your properties. Go there now to sign up for free. When diving into property investing, there can be many uncertainties. These doubts and fears can have a major impact on the success and longevity of a person's property journey as Lindemann explains. I think the the greatest obstacle that uh, first-time investors have is that they, they sort of go into this world of uncertainty. You know, property is really the biggest investment they'll ever make in their lives. And so they think, wow, this is a lot of money I'm, I'm putting on the line here. And if I get it wrong, it could affect, you know, my future f- for a long, long time. And, and there's lots of stories out there about people who have lost a lot of money and it, it's you know, almost ruined their lives because they've made bad decisions. So I think that the obstacles that, that people have to face is this, you know, coming to grips with the uncertainty and the, the fact that um, it can hold you back. So I always say to people who are in that position, I said, you know, as long as you invest in good areas with growth potential, you've got nothing to worry about because the property market has always improved over time. It's always gone up and it always will because there's more people who want to buy than what there are properties available. So, you know, that that's just the way it is. Don't worry. Just be careful about where you invest and, and the type of property you buy. With his specialty in research, Lindemann understands every aspect of his supply and demand research as well as the people that first developed it. 
One thing I did when I was uh, researching the market, I looked at a number of studies that had been done over the the way the market performs, and there was one uh, really interesting study which was conducted. This this um, a Dutch professor he researched the performance of houses in one street. It was along a canal in Amsterdam called the Herengracht Canal, and those houses hadn't changed in 400 years. They were the same houses. So he analysed the changes in price that had occurred over 400 years. And um, that was where he first he came up with the idea that it's all about supply and demand. As long as the demand for these houses was higher than the number there were, prices went up, and if the demand fell away, they went down. And there's been a number of other experts that have done similar long-term studies on the performance of the housing market. And they all say it performs in accordance with the laws of supply and demand. And so I think, you know, rather than any particular mentor, it was more using the resources of, uh, you know, people that had written um, PhDs and so on on this subject (laughs) to to use their, their research in this way and then to say, well, now how can I convert this information into a form that investors can make use of? And, and that was the, um, the idea of looking at the ratio of supply to demand um, in, a, in a very simple way that, that gave you the power of all that research that had been conducted over hundreds of years of property market performance and put that into a form that you could use yourself. Lindemann always recommends doing thorough research on potential mentors to find the absolute best option for you. Well, I'd, I'd say if you, if you rely on, on genuine experts in the market, you know, that have done all the work for you, um, that's the best thing you can do. And, and the problem here is, of course, that it's an unregulated market. There's a lot of uh, sharks, you know, wolves in sheep's clothing out there who pretend to be on your side. And what I always say is, well, have a look at their actual track performance. So these days, it's very hard for people to to hide. You can Google anyone, and I welcome you to Google my name, John Linderman, um, and see what comes up, you know, what I predicted and what actually happened. Because some of these people, you'll find they've been investigated by ASIC and, and trade practices and so on, and yet they're claiming to be on your side. And there's other people who will also claim to be on your side and they're really um, you know, seller's agents masquerading as, as buyer's agents so they've got their own hidden agendas. So I'd say do your research on the actual person giving the information and their track record and their bona fides because that's um, going to stand you in good stead. Yeah, I totally agree. And you definitely walk your talk and you know, you've got plenty of credentials to back you up. So I, I totally agree. Use the internet to advantage and uh, research the people wisely as well. Yeah. And I'm not saying that everyone's always going to be 100% correct, you mm-hmm. know, um, but it's, it's the logic behind it. You know, why are they saying this? And if it's not, hopefully not to feather their own nest, but because they've you know, genuinely believe these areas have got potential and the reasons why are explained, then I think, um, you know, that that's the sort of advice you need to take heed of. Once again, the genius of Robert Kiyosaki has proven powerful in providing advice for all property investors. Well, I think the idea that uh, there's good debt and bad debt, um, which, which comes from um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the book, um, because that for the first time I realised that, that there was debt was different depending on what you did with the money, you know. Um, so if you, if you get a credit card and max it out 
and you're paying off the monthly repayments, that's bad debt. You know, it's costing you money all the time. And what you bought with that probably doesn't generate any income. But if you borrow money to buy property and assuming that property goes goes up in price or returns more in rent than what you pay for the interest, then that's good debt. And I think that that was really the best advice I ever received, that there is a distinction and sooner investors realise that that's, there is good debt and they need to be able to use it properly, um, that, that that's the first step to you know success in property investment. Coming up after the break, we'll get into the nuts and bolts of Lindemann's prediction-based strategy. We have a, a very simple technique we use to, to work that out and that's to compare the number of sales to the number of properties listed for sale. How to have a balanced portfolio? The idea of, of minimising your risk is to buy in different types of markets. And how you can learn from his work. My first book was published by Wiley's in 2011. It was called Mastering the Australian Housing Market. This episode is brought to you by MeBank, a different kind of bank built and supported by industry super funds. You could be getting a better deal on your home loan by getting in touch with MeBank. They offer competitive rates in two loan types, one with a range of features including the ability to fix your rate and have multiple offset accounts and another that's nice and simple with no ongoing fees. Both loans provide the flexibility of interest only or principal and interest. So, whatever your investment strategy, you'll find a home loan that's right for you. Stop wondering and start saving by giving MeBank a call on 131 563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. Now back to the show. Hey podcast listeners, are you enjoying listening to these stories and want more? Then head over to propertyinvestory.com and subscribe to receive your free property case studies that I only send exclusively via email. Just one of the many benefits of being part of this community. These real case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific numbers of their portfolio, their strategies and much more. Simply visit propertyinvestory.com to get your free case studies. Now back to the show. What are the steps in moving into high growth property investing? Next, we'll hear Lindemann's step-by-step guide to starting as an investor. And, well, I think that initially anyway, you, let's say you're starting off as an investor first time, you might have $30,000 or something you know, as a deposit. Um, so you, you're going to have to borrow, say, $120,000 to buy a house for $150,000. So the first thing you need to, to do is to say, well, I want to buy that $150,000 house in an area where it's going to go up as much as possible over the next few years, maximise that growth. Because let's say, it, like the Hawthorne house, the first one I bought, doubled in price in three years. If if that happens, then your property is now worth three hundred thousand. So you pay back the bank one hundred and twenty, and you you've lost your ten percent um, for costs of buy, hold, and sell costs. But you end up with about one hundred and thirty thousand dollars instead of your initial 30000 So you've suddenly made $100,000 and then you do that again. And so I think they're the steps is to keep focused on that goal of I'm going for growth and I'm going to find areas 
with high growth potential. Mm. That's that's what I did, and I discovered ways of finding those sorts of areas, um, and then and they're no secrets either. If you'd like to know what what those uh, secrets are to finding those steps, well, of course you can read my books or uh, past articles in various <laughs> magazines. You yes. know, because I I make it quite available to everybody um, how you can do this. But it's consistency is is the the real the, the main aim in all of this to be consistent and not to lose track of what what you want to achieve. So, what's the best plan of attack for Linderman strategy? If you have a range of high growth properties but need to move into high cash flow as you approach retirement, should you draw out equity or simply sell the properties to purchase high cash flow properties instead? That depends entirely, Tyrone, on what the prediction is for that area. So it's not so much a matter of time, it's a matter of of performance or likely performance. And we have a a very simple technique we use to, to work that out and that's to compare the number of sales to the number of properties listed for sale. And um, this information, again, is it's very easy to obtain. You number of properties listed for sale, you go to realestate.com or, or uh, domain and look it up for any any suburb, and it gives you a number that says there are 30 or 40 you know, houses for sale. Then you look up in, say, your investment property magazine in the back, that same suburb, and see how many were sold over the last year. And the amazing thing is, and it took me two years to work this out, that if the number sold in the last year is about the same as the number that you know people are trying to sell right now, then that's what we call a neutral market, and that means prices aren't moving. Mm. But as soon as that ratio changes, so if you've got more people wanting to buy, in other words, the sales is, is higher than the number of properties listed for sale, then prices tend to, to go up. And if you've got more properties listed for sale than, than were sold over the last year, prices tend to go down. And it's a, a very – so, that you know, the greater the difference, the the greater prices are likely to be going up or down. And you can track that over time yourself. So you do it every once a month, and that tells you when the tipping point is reached where prices are not likely to be going up anymore. So that's what I do, and we look at um, – the suburbs where we have properties or this is what we were doing when we were looking for growth. And when we realised that there was no more growth likely, we would then sell that property, you know, before the growth actually stopped. Oh. And then, then find other areas where there was growth potential and, and buy in those areas. Now, you've got to be, when you do this, of course, you've got to be careful because the, the cost of, of selling a property is about 3 to 4% the value of that property. So, you know, you, you've got to pay agents, you've got to have the house staged, there's um, legal fees and so on. Uh, when you buy a property, it's about 4% of the price of, of the purchase price because you've got to pay stamp duty and you've got to pay some more contract fees, you've got to get an inspection done and so on. So you're losing about 8% every time you buy and sell. So unless you get 8% or more growth, you're going backwards. And the interesting thing about... The property market is that the long-term average growth rate in the in the market is about eight percent. So you've got to find areas that are going to do better than the average performance rate. So what about the buy and hold method, favoured by many of the guests featured here at Property Investory? Is there a buy and hold option in Linderman's predictions? Now running at eight percent, so it means that unless you can find areas 
when you're sure of finding areas where there's higher growth than that, and you know we're looking say twenty thirty percent growth over the short term, um, then you are better off just buying and holding because that eight percent growth will mean that it, the property will double in value over about eleven years. So you know it can double every eleven years, which is great. So it's, that that's a good thing, but that's all you can expect to achieve in those sorts of you know most of the markets in Australia. With the temperamental nature of the Australian housing market, what does Linderman recommend to keep your portfolio safe? Um, well, I definitely think you should spread your risk, but um, I've had people come up to me and say, I've got a balanced portfolio, and I say, what do you mean by that? And they say, well, one-third in commodities, one-third in shares, and one-third in housing, and I say, well, that's not balanced at all, um, because it should all be in housing, because housing will give you the best you know, returns as long as you buy in the right areas. So then other people say, oh, well, I've got a balanced housing portfolio. I've got two properties in Queensland, two in WA and two in South Australia. They say, but that's not balanced either because all you're doing is, is, you know, they could be the same types of markets in each state. So the idea of, of minimising your risk is to buy in different types of markets, not different uh, states or, or whatever. So at the moment, you might say the best growth potential areas in Australia, Hobart, Tasmania, the coastal areas where retirees are moving, that's got a lot of growth potential. But then there's a lot of Chinese tourists arriving and they're moving to you know, spend a few weeks in places like Cairns or Port Douglas. So you think, well, I could buy a property there and then um, – do very well out of that as well, or, or say the Whitsundays, or even you know the Gold Coast in certain parts. So depending on the type of market, you're going to get a good result. So th- these are the way in which I say you should you know minimise the risk is by um, going for areas where the growth is is coming from a particular type of buyer, and then if one doesn't work, the other will. But it could well be that they'll both. Both go and one's not going to cancel out the other. Exactly how many markets are there in Sydney and which ones should you choose to invest in? There's actually probably about six different markets in, in any city. Um, and if you look at the rental market, you'll find there's the young people that leave home for the first time and they set up uh, as singles, couples, or group households. They rent and they'll, you know, live in, in certain inner urban areas. in, in new apartments, so you get high rent demand for those. Um, then you've got overseas arrivals who, who need to rent for a couple of years and they'll go out to the more um, cost-affordable areas where there's work and public transport like Burwood and Strathfield and Parramatta, so different market again. And then you've got what I call opportunity seeker renters, which are your students uh, in, in capital cities who will live near universities and you've got out of Sydney, whole towns like um, Armidale is a good example where 25% of the people living in Armidale either work in education or are students themselves. And so the rent demand, you know, generated by that is is huge. So there's um, those rental markets and then the owner-occupier markets, you've got first-time buyers, you've got upgraders, and then you've got retirees. So looking at which areas has got the most potential for one or more of those types of uh, buyers or renters 
is going to get you the best results. It is clear that research, research and more research is the key to Lindemann's predictions. But remaining aware of all the information is a skill in and of itself. I think um, consistent analysis is the most important thing. So even for existing properties, keeping track of those, you know, the number of listings, the number of sales, rental vacancies, what are prices doing, what are the neighbouring areas doing, those, you know, habits in continuing to do that um, are essential. And there are many, many investors who will buy a property and they just sort of, you know, let it go and just not worry about it. Um, and then suddenly they'll say, oh, I should have sold a year ago. You know, prices have plummeted. It's too late because they weren't tracking those um, those trends. And so that, that's, I think, is the most important habit is to be consistent and maintain an ethic. It says every Saturday morning for half an hour, I'll just track how my properties are going or areas that I'm interested in uh, so I know where I'm going to buy next. And uh, I think that's a, a large part of anyone's success. With years of meticulous research and predictions under his belt, it is only natural that Lindemann recommends his own books as an in-depth source of knowledge on property investing. Well, Tyrone, yes, of course, I would recommend that people, <laughs> your, your listeners, uh, buy my books. Um, my first book was published by Wiley's in 2011. It was called Mastering the Australian Housing Market and you can buy that um, as an e-book or online. I, it's not no longer in print. Um, but the second book, which is called Unlocking the Property Market, was published by Wiley's last year. And uh, that, that's still available in bookstores or you can buy that on, online as well. So um, they're the two books that summarise all of the, the methodologies and principles that I've um, been able to, to you know, sort of discuss with you in the course of these um, interviews. And what they do is they explain exactly how you can go about doing the things that I did not learn will will give you the best possible results. The dead-on predictions that Lineman makes in his books and in his work are the source for many property investment successes, both by Lineman and those he has helped. They have, um, in general, they've been very, very accurate. We've had a lot of people. Um, you know, I won't say that every prediction has, has resulted in a doubling in prices, mm. but we've had situations we predicted hay which is in southern New South Wales as a, as a boom area. Um, prices doubled in nine months there. And uh, another one was Berry in South Australia where we said the you know the drought's over and prices are going to escalate. And um, we had people buying properties there which doubled just over a year. So, Despite the age of some of Lineman's books, the relevance to the public is still paramount. Unlocking the Property Market was only published last year. Mm-hmm. That's fairly, it's not five or six years old, it's mm. quite recent. Um, and it's a lot of that information is updated information from what was in the, the earlier book. But I still get, when I do presentations um, you know, around Australia, and I get people coming up to me with the first book, Mastering the Australian Housing Market, and saying, oh, John, can you, you know, autograph this for me? And it's all dog eared and falling to bits. And they say, well, we still use it, it still maintains its relevance. So I think that. The principles of housing market investment don't change, and whereas you know mining booms may come and go, and, and, and different um, interest rates may go up and down, the principles that guide all these things don't change, and so the books are both still quite relevant. But Lindemann's not done yet, with a third book on its way sometime in the future. 
what it is, it's a composite of all the most frequently asked questions that investors have asked me at presentations. Um, we run a, a property education course called or program. It's an online program called Seven Steps to Success. And um, in that, you know, people ask me questions and I answer them. And so I thought I'll put all these together so it would be, you know, everything you ever wanted to know about property investing but were too scared to ask or something like that. And and that'll be my, the next book, but uh, it'll be a little while off, I think. Do you have a question for Lindemann or wish to get in contact with him? If so... Well, the best way is to, if they subscribe to our, our newsletter which is a free newsletter. It comes out every month. And if you go to the, I mentioned Seven Steps to Success, the, that's a website, that's our education program. But if you go to that site, so you just, just the number seven steps and the number two success. So seven steps to success.com.au. And uh, you can see there, you can just um, simply register with your first name, email address, and then you can get uh, regular information from me in the form of our newsletter and it also tells you where I'm presenting because I'm constantly presenting around Australia and um, most of those are free presentations. So if you'd like to come along to one of those, it it shows you the links to register for those. And uh, if you do come along and um, as a result of this this interview, uh, let me know and say Tyrone Tyrone sent you and I'd, I'd love to see you. Thank you again for John Lindemann for joining us on Property Investory. We've certainly learnt a lot from his decades of experience. If you want to hear about John Lineman's story from working at the Australian Bureau of Statistics where he formulated his own trend analysis of the housing market that led him to become Australia's leading property market prediction expert, then visit our website at propertyinvestory.com. Simply type in the search bar John Lineman and select that episode to listen and learn more about his story. You can also get the full transcript and show notes on our website. Thanks for listening. If you love the show and you're ready to get serious about saving on your home loan, give MeBank a call. MeBank is the bank built by industry super funds, famous for their competitive rates and flexible home loan options. So, whatever your investment strategy, you'll find the loan that's right for you. Call MeBank on 131 563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply.